I was home one night living in DC, bored. And it was a Tuesday night. And I decided I'm going to get up, go to the bar and have a drink. I did just that. Got up, got my shit together. I was off the next day, that Wednesday, and made my way to the fireplace. If you're familiar with D.C. or if you live in D.C., you've got to be familiar with the fireplace. It has always been that one. I don't know if hole in the wall is the appropriate way to describe it, but it is kind of like a hole in the wall. Um, it's just been the spot where you could go get fucked up for cheap. And I've spent some nights with some friends at the fireplace. I mean, getting fucked up just because, or sometimes we would hit the fireplace up first before we hit the club because we would get fucked up at the fireplace for cheap and then go to the club. And not have to buy those expensive ass drinks. That was the method to the madness back then. But this one particular night. Got up. And made my way to the fireplace. So I walk in the door. I ordered my drink downstairs. Because upstairs is usually crowded on Tuesday nights. And my favorite bartender just happened to be working downstairs that night. At the time, I was drinking Long Island iced teas, and oh my goodness, I can't fuck with Long Island iced teas anymore because they just elevate my everything to a level that I just can't control at this point. And besides, I'm not a gin drinker, and a lot of places put the gin in the Long Islands, but ordered my Long Island, and I make my way upstairs. And you know how it is if you've been to the fireplace so you have the first level, you can see every fucking thing on one level from wherever you're standing. It's not a large place and it's kind of square shaped around the bar. So make my way upstairs. You get up those stairs and right before you hit that door leading you to the second bar on that level, you kind of do this thing where you you know, suck your stomach in, poke your chest out because people are focused on that door, getting ready to see who the fuck is walking through it. And I remember getting ready to hit the door and did just that, like got my little sexy on and was even holding my Long Island in a sexy way. Walk through the door and you can either go straight, make your way around that way, or you can make that right and make your way around that way. And I went in and kind of veered off to the left a little bit. And you know how it is if you've been to the fireplace. You canvas the area. You scope out who you know, who you can tell is a regular, who's sexy, who whatever. And I did that, made my way around, made eye contact with some guys and just found a little corner and sipped on my Long Island. And as I'm sipping on my Long Island, a couple of guys approached and kicked the shit. 
and bullshit and all of that shit. But one guy specifically stood out. And I remember thinking, I hope he makes his way over to where I am because I'm a flirt with his ass. But he never made his way over to me. Instead, I made my way over to where he was standing by the windows on the side. So I stand right next to him and I'm looking out the window and I would turn around and look at him out the corner of my eye um, without making direct contact or fully turning my head. And I did that flirtatious shit with him for a little while and standing there, finished that one Long Island, ordered another one. And got back to the same position. And at this point, the motherfucking Long Island kicked in. And I'm feeling good as shit. Like, my confidence level is is high. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm getting ready to talk to this motherfucker. So I'm looking out the window again. And this time, he surprised me by asking me, are you looking for someone? And I said, Nah, just checking on my car. I'm parked over there, making sure ain't nobody fucking with my car. Now, I didn't drive a car at the time. So I totally was lying about that shit. And he was like, oh, okay, okay, cool. And so standing there, small talk. He told me his name and... I'm visiting some bullshit, he said, and I came here to have a drink. And he went from visiting to, I live in Upper Marlboro. Motherfucker, I thought you was visiting. He's like, oh, my bad. You know, I just didn't know if you were creepy or whatever. Whatever the fuck I was going to do to you in this bar. So, we must have talked for a couple of hours just standing there the vibe was right the energy was good the conversation was amazing he seemed like a really down ass dude and i was digging him i was digging the way he was dressed his voice the way he smelled he was tall dark skin tall being maybe six feet six one he was slender built um dark skin with a mustache goatee and he was bald and very attractive so we chatted for a little bit longer and i said well i'm about to head out and he said cool i'll walk out with you all right we make our way out so now i'm standing outside with him and we chatted some more and he said well let me walk you to your car well (laughs) i lied because i didn't have a car and i said to him i said you know what you lied about visiting and you're really from upper marlboro i lied about having a car um i don't drive he was like well neither do i and we started walking to the DuPont Circle Metro. Now I lived over in the Mount Vernon area. So where the convention center is, I lived literally on the corner of 5th and M 
um, which is also like up the street from the grocery store and the busboy and poets, all of that shit. So we're still chatting. We're making our way to the Metro and we're standing outside the Metro station talking some more. We actually went inside that 24 hour CVS, got some shit. And when we were leaving the CVS, he said, well, I want to make sure you get home good. I will walk you down and watch you get on the Metro. And I said, why don't you really make sure I get home good and walk me to my door? I said, you want to come over? And he agreed. Let's do it. So fast forward. We are now at my spot. We flirted along the way when we were on the Metro you know, he kind of grabbed my hand, and at one point, he even reached in to kiss my neck, kind of shit. And I'm thinking, mm, this is getting ready to be a fun-ass night. So we get to my apartment building, open the door. I lived up on the second-level rear apartment. Um, There were four apartments, two levels, lower, upper one apartment in the front on each level and one in the back. So I lived second rear. So we're climbing the stairs and he starts smacking my ass and I'm giggling <laughs> in the back of my mind thinking you get ready to get your dick swallowed with your fine ass. And we get outside my apartment door and before we could get inside, he cupped me and kind of started playing with my nipples and kissing the back of my neck. And I'm pushing back on him and I could feel his dick getting a little hard. And then this motherfucker pulls my pants down in the hallway and starts eating my ass. And I, I thought he was brave for that because you just met me at a bar. You don't know if I washed my ass before I got there, which I did, but you didn't know that. Um, and I should have known then he was a nasty motherfucker, but it was hot. So he's eating my ass at the door. I'm bent over and he is going for it. He turns around. Lays on his back right in the hall. So we're right at the top of the stairs. His feet are on the top couple of steps and his back is laid on the floor. And I bent over and sat on his face and he's sucking my ass. And again, I'm thinking this is about to be a good fucking time. So we go inside the apartment and make us another drink. We have that. I lead him right into the bedroom and we had some serious fun. I remember we started kissing, which the same way I just called him a nasty ass because he didn't know if I washed my ass before the bar. I don't know where this motherfucker been. And the fact that he just ate my ass and he just met me in at a bar. Anyway, I kissed the fuck out of him. So we're standing there kissing and I start doing what I do. I lifted his shirt 
off and I started licking his nipples and um, kissing his chest and he was just very sexy very very sexy I remember he was cut up and just nice chiseled body was this sexy chocolate self and I start working my way down to the navel I unfastened the pants pull those down left his boxer briefs on and start sucking his dick through the boxer briefs while I'm on my knees and I push him back onto the bed so he's laying off the side of the bed I slide those boxer briefs down and I start licking his balls and kissing his thighs making my way up to his dick that was fully erect at this point and I start sucking his dick and I'm doing what the nut extractor does I'm sucking shit out of his dick although back then I wasn't the nut extractor I still was a very good dick sucker and I'm giving him some of the best head this sexy motherfucker that I just met at the bar a few hours ago and he asks if he can fuck me and sure i warned him first i was not prepared for that but i can run in the bathroom get myself together a little bit and yeah but he was like no need you don't need to do all that um i understand what it is it's an ass i'm asking for it you told me that you were unprepared and at this point i'll get what i can take Again, another sign that I should have known he was a nasty ass. But, um, and then he said to me what quite a few guys have said to me over the years when I have hit them with the, I'm not prepared. He's like, and that's what condoms are for. Uh, nigga, condoms are not to cover your dick to keep the shit off. It's, I mean, it's a great alternative, I guess, but it's, a, I'm like, bruh. That's not what the fuck the condoms are for. But he was so fine, I giggled. <laughs> you're right, you're right. So I get on this bed and I let him dick me down. He fucked me every which fucking way you could think. I had not been fucked in some of those positions so passionately so aggressively i just had not been fucked the way he fucked me and as he was fucking me at one point i remember thinking i'm going to move this motherfucker in you could move in with me the way you dicking me down i mean at one point he had me like spread my ass was arched i'm in the middle of the bed and my arms are spread out uh, i can't even explain that shit again my ass was arched and it was almost like he was superman and into my ass he was diving into my fucking ass and mm, 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 mm. and then at another point he had me on my stomach and i love getting fucked like this he had me on my stomach and it was just simple. He's on 
top of me and I felt him grinding into my ass. I love that shit. He's grinding into my ass and he starts kissing the back of my neck. And I think it's so sexy when they're right at your ear and you can smell their breath and hear those moans as they're grinding in your ass that way. And I could hear him. I could hear him with that moan. All of that shit. And again, I could smell his breath and he is digging into this ass. And yeah, I thought some serious shit while he was fucking me. So he's fucking me and he busts nut number one. All right. We laid there for a little while and started all over again. His dick was still hard. So I started sucking his dick again and repeated the process. He started fucking me down all over the bedroom. And then he asks, can I fuck you in your kitchen? So we go in the kitchen, we're up on the counter fucking, see that was back in the day where I was fit, a little more fit, I should say. Um, Even though I'm thick, I'm still sexy, but back then I could hop my ass up on the counter. We ain't doing that shit now. We, okay, Mm -mm. no counter shit right now. The counter days in the kitchen are over. I mean... Unless, unless you got some real good dick and you just turn me to fuck on and that's the only way you'll fuck me. Then I might cave, but but we're in the kitchen. He's fucking me down on the counter. We move from the kitchen. He wants to fucking bathroom. We in the bathroom. We are experiencing some of the best sex I've had up until that point. We make our way back into the bedroom. We're back in the bed. And he had me in some position with my legs back and I'm on the edge of the bed on the corner and he's doing that Superman shit and he pulls out and he busts all over my face, busts a really hot nut on my face. I remember it being a lot of nut for nut number two and you know me, I'm trying to swallow it and guzzle that shit and to take it all. And we lay back and I'm enjoying the moment because I'm thinking I just met dude earlier tonight at a bar and this is the, the vibe. This is just what I dig and what I look for. And I even started having daydreams at that point when we were laying there of he and I running through fields of carnations and shit. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. And no dick has ever been that good. Although this was some good dick. So we're laying there. We get up. We actually took a fucking shower together. Yo, we got in the shower. He's like washing me off. I'm washing him off. We're kissing in the shower. We get out the shower. We lay back in the bed for a little bit more. He's like, well, I really got to get up and get myself together because now I have to take a taxi home. 
Um, because if you know DC, the motherfucking Metro closed so early. And at this point, we have exceeded the motherfucking time limit for the Metro. So I'm like, cool. So he gets dressed and I'm laying there because I'm like, I'm going to throw these pajama pants on and I'll walk you downstairs. And this motherfucker says to me what nobody likes to hear if you don't know what the situation is. He says to me, all right, that'll be $40. Hmm? I said, what are you talking about? He said, that'll be 40 bucks. What do you mean that'll be 40 bucks? Like I met you at the bar. We talked. We kicked it. We came here. We had the best sex. What do you mean that will be 40 bucks? And he said it again. He said, that will be $40. His whole demeanor changed. And he went from being what I had just spent or I should say who I had just spent the evening with to being this crazy motherfucker who was off. And I said, why, why would you think I owe you $40? And he said, because I'm a hustler. Excuse me. I I didn't know you were a hustler. And he said it again. I'm a fucking hustler. I told you that back at the fireplace. I told you if I come back to your spot, it's going to cost you. And we're going back and forth at this point because this motherfucker never said that he was a hustler. I don't knock the people who pay for sex and all of that. What you do is what you do. I just don't need to. I didn't need to do it then. I don't need to do it now. Although there was this one time I did pay this guy $20 to give me some head. Um, I was experimenting. But yeah, that was a long, that was a long time ago. 20 bucks for some fucking head. And then afterward, this motherfucker asked me, are you going to tip me? Motherfucker, I just paid you 20 bucks. It don't take me a long time to bust. I, I think I probably nut and less than 10 minutes he swallowed but all right sorry but um so and i said that to the dude i said look you see me bruh i don't need to pay for a hustler there was not one point when you said you were a hustler because i would have never brought you back to my place and this motherfucker was like Give me my motherfucking $40. How you going to run me my money? So all type of thoughts are going through my head at this point. I'm thinking, how the fuck am I going to get this dude out of my house? Do I pay this motherfucker $40 to get him out of my house? Are we about to fuck each other up in here? Because I decided... You're not getting $40 from me. So I stood up and I said, nah, I'm not paying you any money. I'm not paying you any money. Didn't know you were a hustler. And even though I was feeling good, I had not had that much to drink. Come on now. I would have known that you were a hustler. And if you were a hustler, 
And this is what I'm saying to him, too. Like, if you were a hustler, then why wouldn't you collect the money up front? Come on, bro. You got in that house. This is what he did. He got in my apartment and realized I was such a lover boy. And, you know, just all this sexiness and niceness that he thought he was going to finesse me. So I stood up and I can think really fast on my feet. That's just always been something I've been able to do since I was a kid. I can still do it now. I have quick comebacks for everything. And I remember I stood up and said to him, all right, I'll give you the $40, but I don't have $40 on me. We'll have to walk to the Bank of America around the corner. So again, I'm on 5th and M and 5th runs across New York Avenue. So on New York Avenue at the time, and it may still be there, if you would walk up 5th to New York Avenue and make a right, if you walked down, there would be a Bank of America. But at the next block was a police precinct. And in my mind, I was trying to figure out how I could get this motherfucker out and get to the police precinct and be like, yo, this motherfucker is trying to rob me. So I'm getting dressed and he said, yeah, we're going to go to the Bank of America, but don't try no dumb shit. He was like, do not try no dumb shit or I will fuck you up. And but I'm popping back because, no, you're not going to fuck me up. I'm giving you this $40 because I want you to leave me the fuck alone. But there will be no fuck up. I say this all the time. I have had to fight my ass off growing up. And while I don't fight anymore because I'm just beyond it, back then when this was happening, I was still fucking motherfuckers up and maybe getting fucked up once or twice myself. So I'm getting dressed and he's threatening me. Don't try no bullshit. We go downstairs, walk out the front door and... He asks, where is this Bank of America? Because I don't see any any type of businesses. So I walk down to New York Avenue. I said, it's, it's just down this way. Walk to New York Avenue, make that right. And I get, and, and the entire time I'm trying to stay ahead of him a little bit. I knew he didn't have a weapon. I mean, if anything, he may have had a knife that I didn't pick up on, but I knew he didn't have a gun or anything. Um, because I kind of took his clothes off of him and didn't feel it and kissed and licked a lot of parts of his body. So nothing was tucked away. He may have had a knife or something. So I tried to walk a few steps ahead of him. So made the right onto New York Avenue. And then I started moving a little faster. And as soon as I saw the precinct, I took off fucking running and... I remember hopping up these stairs so fucking fast because for a second he started chasing me. But then when he realized where I was running to and what I had hopped up the stairs on, he stopped and I turned around and he had stopped at the bottom of the stairs. And I said, you still want your $40? You're going to have to come in here to get your $40. And he said, okay, bitch. You a dumb bitch, because I know where the fuck you live, you stupid bitch. And I'm thinking, you you might know where I live, but you are not getting $40 out of me. 
And so I'm backing up the steps. And as soon as I went to open the door, he was like, I know where you live, bitch. I know where you live. And I'm coming to collect my $40. And dude took the fuck off running. And it was crazy. My heart's racing. Um, I'm debating at that point, should I go into this precinct and let them know what had just happened? Um, or should I just make my way home? Um, cops were coming out asking me, was I all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Um, and so I waited a little bit and started walking in the opposite direction of where he had run off to. And I must have walked around my fucking neighborhood for about an hour and crept my ass back to my apartment building. The good thing about my apartment building was it was open. It was lit. So you could see if someone was at your front door. I could see from the corner or from a block away whether someone was standing at my front door. And when I noticed no one was standing at the front door, I put my keys in my fucking hand and I hauled ass to that front door. I never opened that fucking door so fast and closed that shit. I wasn't worried about him getting into my apartment because, again, I lived on the second floor in the back and you weren't going to climb that shit. Trust me. Um, But yeah. And I'll tell you this shit. I've. Oh, that's a lie. I was going to say I've not taken anyone home from the fireplace since. It took me a little while before I became comfortable bringing motherfuckers back to my place again. But that was definitely an experience that I do not want to experience again. If you out there hustling, tell motherfuckers up front, I'm hustling. This is my price. And get your fucking money up front. Don't dupe motherfuckers. And motherfuckers don't fall for the dupe shit. That's all.